Hello, it's Philip here from 633. I want to welcome you to this new Explore podcast episode, which I've called Live a New Life. Live a new life, well, that sounds like a good idea. People are often in favour of new starts. They look for new homes, new jobs, new, a new town, new city, even a new country to live in. And many people, of course, like a new place to go on holiday. Newness, change, it's something that we like. Well, sometimes anyway, but not always. We're not always like the change that newness brings us. Often, if we're in charge of or in control of that change, then we like it. If we're the one making the choice, if we're the one making the difference, then, then we tend to like that because we're in charge, we're in control. But if change is happening without our choice, if perhaps it's imposed by a member of the family or parent or a boss at work, we're not always sure we quite like that new thing. Live a new life was a phrase I came across recently when I was reading the Bible. It got me thinking, if we're exploring Christianity, if we're exploring what faith in Jesus Christ means, how would we react when we come across a phrase like this, live a new life? It kind of begs the question, well, how do I live a new life? What does that mean even? How can I just live a new life? It seems easier said than done. Well, from a Christian or a Bible perspective, it isn't actually something that you have to do. Rather, it's something that is given to you. It's a gift. The beauty of really discovering what faith in Jesus Christ is all about is finding that newness of the gift that Jesus has for you and for me. You see, Jesus doesn't just call us to live differently without being in the midst of what that change might be. He doesn't call us to change our behaviour, book our ideas up, improve ourselves. And the Bible is not a self-improvement book. Actually, the Bible is simply, as its simplest, it's about how Jesus will come to work with us and in us to accomplish everything that in his love he wants to see and everything God would long for in our lives. And, and when I say Jesus will come to work with us, that doesn't mean he's coming and imposing on us, but working with us as a partner in a new venture of discovering what new life might all be about. There are many ways that the Bible expresses things which are quite foreign to us in the 21st century and, and very much so in a Western culture. But at heart, the Bible is showing us something new that is available to us if we choose it. And for anyone exploring faith in Jesus Christ, you can discover that he offers you something today and it's entirely up to you whether you choose to accept it. If we go right back to the beginning of the Bible story, we come across Adam and Eve, and I'm not entering into any arguments around the story of creation or whether Adam and Eve were literal or not literal. At the moment, that's just not the point. It shows clearly two people living in a perfect garden that's been given directly to them by a loving God who wants the best for them. He gave it to them. He said, right, take this over and work with it. Name the animals, look after it, make it what you want it to be, even extend it, make it bigger. By the way, there are two trees right in the middle of the garden. 
Eat from one, that's fine. But don't eat from the other one, that really won't do you any good. And he left them without a great deal of explanation. See, I think it was essentially a test. And isn't life in many ways a test for us as well? Do do you not feel, I do, that we're being tested every day of our lives in some way? We get tested as to whether we'll keep our temper. We get tested as to how we care for our spouse or our kids. We're tested about whether we'll be able to maintain our integrity at work or whether we're driving by the rules of the road. We get tested in all these ways. We get tested as to whether we'll even speak truthfully in in every situation. Life is a test in many, many ways. And Adam and Eve had everything they wanted. They'd been given a gift of life. Brand new. Come and live this new life. Discover what it can be like, Adam and Eve. One of the things that they discovered was that God came to chat with them in an evening. When it was going cooler, the sun was going down, when there was opportunity for a nice evening walk, God would come and talk to them because he wanted to be involved in this life that he'd given to them. Yes, they had the choice to make. Do we do what God said, you know, about those two trees? Even though I'm not quite sure what it is he meant by that yet. Or can we just do our own thing, do what we want, eat that tree if we want to? And of course, that's exactly what in the story they did. They decided to listen to a voice that said this. You know, God's holding out on you. Nothing bad will happen if you eat from that tree's fruit. And so they ate. They listened to that little voice. And in fact, nothing very immediately did happen. But something very profound really did happen within Adam and Eve. They realised that something had changed in their relationship with God. Somehow or other, their choice had created a barrier between them and him, and that barrier was of their making. It came from the choice that they had made. And things started to change for the worse. Things got much worse, and eventually they had to live outside of the garden, no longer in a perfect environment. Well, here in the 21st century, we know something about imperfect environment. Whether we look at the climate, climate change, what's going on, flooding and drought, or the oceans and the pollution there or in the air, or pollution in the water or the soil. Whether we look at relationships between people and the exploitation of of one group or another and abuse happening and corruption in high places. Wherever things went wrong in the first place, and the Bible says it happened in the garden with Adam and Eve, things have gone wrong and continue to do so. Sometimes we can look at our own lives and discover there's some things that are wrong there as well. And we look at ourselves and we see that not everything's right with our lives. Perhaps perhaps we're not even satisfied with our life. Perhaps not satisfied with our own attitudes, our own way of talking to others, treating other people. From the Bible comes this phrase at these times, an offer, an opportunity from God. You can live a new life if you choose to. Again, it's down to your choice. Well, you may be thinking at this point, well, that's all very well, Philip. It's easy to say, but isn't religion about the rules that we have to keep and the regulations and the rituals? And Well, of course, yes, religion is about that. But it's important to remember the story of Adam and Eve. Because it's so crucial to everything else the Bible wants to show us. 
They were put into a garden to develop a relationship with God, their loving creator. That's why he came in the cool of the day, as it says in the old versions, and, and had a, an evening stroll with them. They were developing a relationship. And what Jesus is looking for is a relationship with individual people. You only have to see how he started out when you go into the New Testament, start to read the Gospels, walking around ordinary places where people gathered and inviting people, oh, why don't you come with me? Why don't you come and follow me, see where I'm going? There were a couple of guys once came and said to him, where are you staying? And he just said, well, come and see. And they spent the day with him. He wanted a relationship with people. And then, of course, as things went on, he provided for people who were sick, those who were hungry, people were excluded, he drew them in, those who were rejected, he loved those who were ignored, he accepted. He looks for relationship all the time and encourages people to come to him to find love, hope, strength, direction. The Bible says this in the New Testament. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognise what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. That's from Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. God's not looking to impose some new, strange, limiting rules on you. Religion certainly will do that, and sometimes churches will. But God is looking for an invitation from you to a relationship. And then he will work with you to transform you from the inside out. He will enable you to live a new life. The life that only he can infuse into you through his presence within you. Someone said to me recently, but it all sounds too easy. Well, it isn't actually easy at all, though it is simple. It isn't easy because for a start, it cost Jesus his life, literally, it cost him his life to make this possible. That's why he died on a cross, but that's another story. And it could cost you and me too, because relationships usually are costly, aren't they? Real ones that are valuable, deep and lasting. You know, the Bible says anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. The past is forgotten and everything is new. So this is it. This is the offer. Live a new life. If you really want to, you can. Remember, it will cost you the old life that you've lived up to this point. No, I don't mean you're going to die, not physically, at this point. I'm not saying become a Christian and you'll fall dead. No, the way of life, the way we've lived before, when we come to Jesus, it begins to change. See, Jesus gave his life in death so that he could give you and me life instead of death. Life with a new quality. Life with a new longevity because he talks about eternal life. Life with a new purpose and a new power source, God himself, and a new hope for the future. What will change? Well, how we live will change. How we think will change. How we see ourselves or our identity it will change. Elsewhere in the New Testament, in Ephesians 4, it says this. Take on an entirely new way of life. A God-fashioned life. A life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. I want to close 
just with a short prayer for you. And if you want this new life, you can receive it now. Just listen to these words, make them yours in your own heart and mind, and begin to live a new life. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came to show us that it's possible for us to have relationship with God as our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that when you came, you went to die so that you could give us life. You could produce this divine exchange in our lives where death would become life and eternal life, where, where all the rubbish of the past could be forgiven and forgotten and removed and we could be made brand new. So, Lord Jesus, today we want to say yes to what you did when you went to the cross, when you died so that we could have life. We want to say yes to all that you offer us. We want to live a new life. And would you give your Holy Spirit to us to enable us from the inside out to change into the type of person that you are looking for, that you are longing for us to be, living life with a new quality, life with a new longevity, life with a new purpose, life with a new power, and life with a new hope. In your name, Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's helped. I hope it's encouraged you to pursue this new life. And I hope you'll listen again to another podcast in this series. Remember, there are three main series of podcasts. Explore for those who are wanting to know about faith like this one has been. Follow for those who are already believers in Jesus Christ. And lead for those who are responsible for leading other people. Whether that's one-to-one in small groups or in churches or ministries. 633 is about this. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. So this is Philip from 633 saying thanks, goodbye and God bless you.